often faith becomes more about who is in and who is out or about who belongs and who does not. But in order for spirituality to be good for anyone, it has to be good for everyone. In this podcast, we find incredible people using their faith and life as a catalyst for goodness in this world. Be inspired to discover your own goodness in order to make your life, your family, your community, and your world better. Hey friends, I am your host, Matt Kinzara. Welcome to the Chasing Goodness Podcast. Great to be with you as always. It is springtime and I'm telling you, there's nothing like a little bit of sunshine to lighten the mood, to to make everything feel a little bit better. So I don't know about you, but that's how I'm feeling today. I live in Wisconsin and that's, that's way up north here and sometimes we get snow in May, but I'm telling you, spring has sprung. We're having some sunshine. We're having some temperatures that are are <laughs> where you don't have to put your winter coat on. It's lovely. It's lovely. So wherever you are, wherever you're living, just welcome to the show. And I hope, uh, I hope you're feeling spring in the same way I am today. Well, today we're going to, we're going to get a little practical. I know a lot of times on this show, we talk about all sorts of things. I mean, there's, there's no limit to kind of the topics that we will discover and talk about on this show. And every guest that comes on, they have their own kind of ideas and passions and things that they want to talk about as well. But one of the things that I find to be pretty consistent amongst most people I talk to or engage with in any way is I think in general, we live in a world filled with people who generally and genuinely desire to do good in this world. I think we hear so much about the negative that comes into the world that often it feels like, man, there's just so many people that are out to get one another. And I'm not saying that there's not some truth to that, but I think deep down the vast majority, if not all of us, genuinely desire to do good in this world. The challenge though is figuring out how to get from wherever we are to maybe where we want to be. And for a lot of us, we don't know exactly where we want to be, but I want to bring you back to the podcast just from last week with Brian McLaren. If you didn't listen to it, make sure you go back and listen to it. But when we were talking about the question that he poses in his new book, Do I Stay Christian? He flipped it a little bit on himself, I guess, because it's his book. He flipped it and he said, the better question is, what kind of human do I want to be? What kind of human being do I want to be? And that's really stuck with me ever since I talked with him and had that interview. And that's arguably the most important question we have, right? It's not exactly what am I going to do or how am I going to be the best version of myself? Those are good questions. Absolutely, they're good questions that we need to ask. But first of all, just acknowledging, hey, I want to do good in this world. And so how do I get to where I want to be? How do I get to that place where I want to do good? And so we're going to spend some time maybe over the next couple of months, just some practical ways that we can take some steps toward not just doing good in large scale ways and trying to tackle some of these big issues in our world. Really important to do those things, but it's got to start way more simple than that. It's got we've got to back this up and and get to the root. I'm a musician. That's what I went to school for. That's been a part of my life for my entire life. You know, since I was a young boy. And from the the first time that I ever took drum lessons with a with a drum instructor, you know, they just like if you're in sports or anything like that, the thing that a good coach or a good teacher drills into you is just doing the basics really, really well. And if you don't have a great foundation 
for your life, whether that's as a musician, as an athlete, as you fill in the blank for your own life, if you don't have a good foundation, you're always kind of working from behind. And as a person, as I mentioned, you know, I'm a drummer. That's that's what I've done most of my life on some level. Um, not so much anymore. But I'm always able to recognize if I if I see a drummer, I can always tell how good their foundation is because it's all about technique. Again, same thing with a coach or anything like that. You can you can see how good the foundation is based on what you can see in their technique. And based on that foundation, that will really determine how good you can become at whatever this thing is that you're trying to do. Sure, we can overcome a lot of our inadequacies. That's a great part of life. But the stronger the foundation, the greater the potential for what it is that you're shooting for in this life. And so since this podcast is all about chasing goodness, we're going to put the goal out there as we want to live a life our humanity, we want to express our humanity by expressing goodness in this world. But if we don't have a good foundation to lay that on, what often happens is we become angsty with this world because this world has a lot of problems. I don't have to tell you that, right? The world has a lot of problems. And if we don't have a good foundation under the goodness that we're trying to accomplish in this world, it's easy to get upset. It's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to get sad. We talked about that a few podcasts ago. Those, those feelings are very natural. And those feelings are going to happen no matter what. So let's not pretend like we're not going to be upset or not going to be angsty <laughs> from time to time. But I find that if I have kind of a plan, if I have, uh, again, if I have, if I have, for lack of better words, a foundation to build off of, it helps me to have perspective in those spaces. And so when I'm dealing with something hard or if I'm faced with something difficult, I know that I have some maybe tools, some thoughts, whatever it is to help me to move through that frustration or to move through that struggle. And I won't get this quote right, but Dr. Martin Luther King at one point, he, he said something to the fact that we, we don't or we shouldn't yell or scream at the darkness. We should shine a light. And the whole point of what he was saying there is we can spend as much of our life as we want to complaining about the things that we see wrong in the world. And you don't have to look too far or listen too far on podcasts or in the media or anything like that to see a lot of people that are shouting at the darkness, people that are just yelling about what they feel is wrong with this world or people conversing for days and days and days about just the, the trouble that we have in our world. And of course, do we have to have those conversations? Of course, we have to have those conversations. It's the spirit in which we have them. So we can shout at the darkness all day long, but until we're willing to shine the light into dark spaces, nothing's really going to change. And so it, this starts with looking at ourselves. And so what we're going to do today is I'm just going to give you some real practical, but very, very challenging advice and some things that I've purposely done in my life and in my quest to chase goodness in this world. These are some of the hard spaces and some of the hard work that I've done to, to lay a good foundation, to give myself some perspective as I'm going through things. And as I record this podcast, there's all sorts of stuff going on in the world. We have people picketing all over the country right now in the United States uh, uh, you know, about abortion rights. We have a conflict. We have a war going on between Russia and Ukraine. We always have political unrest going on as well. And so, and so there's, again, there's so much that we could shout at, but 
it's more important the perspective that we take as we're going through these things so that we can truly understand how to shine the light. And I'm going to get this down to what I would argue is one of the most basic spaces that we can today. But if we don't focus on the basics, like I talked about sports, music, whatever, if we don't focus on the basics, we'll never have the possible ability to make a difference in this world like we could if we really, really focus in on the core of who we are. So let's give it a shot. No promises here, but let's just see what happens. The fun thing about the world that we live in right now is that there's so much access, right? There's we can, I can record this podcast in my little studio here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And I know that when I put it out, that there's people all over the entire world that listen to it. And I do the same. I listen to podcasts. I watch things from all over the world. And the reason I bring that up is simply because all of you listening have come from a different background. We all grew up a little differently. Many of us grew up in different parts of the world, different parts of the country. And we all grew up in different types of families. Many of us have varied religious backgrounds that we came up in. Some of us grew up in families that may have been more liberal. Others of us grew up in families that may have been more conservative. Some of us grew up with a lot of means. Others of us grew up with not much in regard to you know, physical things, money, all that kind of stuff. So we've all grown up in different environments. And then we get into adulthood and we all have different experiences as well. Again, those experiences all depend on, you know, did you go to college? What did you experience when you were there? Uh, did you go to church? Where did you go to church? What did you learn while you were there? You know, family structure has so much to do with it. Who's the person that you married? If you're married, what are your kids like? There's so much influence that comes at us from the time that we're born into this world. And so we're learning things as we grow up. I'm 45. I'm still learning things every single day, right? And and people are trying to influence me in one way or the other on a variety of different things. That's not bad. That's not good. It just is. And so based on what we come up with, what we experience, how we grow up, we develop an understanding of this world. Some of that understanding can be really good and helpful. Other parts of that understanding can be very detrimental and harmful to this world. And one of the things that's true of all of us, and hear me out on this, one of the things that is true of all of us is that we all have prejudice. We all have prejudice, whether we want to admit it or not. Now, some of you might be listening right now and say, no, 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 no. I don't have any prejudice in my life. Well, and, and you know, on a large level, maybe that's true. Okay. So maybe you don't have prejudice as far as you don't think a certain way on about people based on their ethnicity or gender or some of those big things that we tend to think about when we think about prejudice. But let's boil this down to really what prejudice means. Prejudice simply means to prejudge. It means that we put a judgment on a person just based on maybe what we see or maybe what we experience with a person or with a group of people we could even say that with. And so, sure, we could have prejudice toward people who come from a different ethnicity, a different background than, than we do. Uh, we could have prejudice toward people who identify as a different gender than we do. Those are, like I said, those are certainly things we hear a lot about. 
But you could also, like we could boil this down on really minor levels, if there is such a thing, and we could judge somebody simply based on, I don't know, the, the type of clothing they wear. We could judge somebody based on uh, the attitude that they come into a room with. I mean, we, could, we can prejudge someone based on just about anything. We could be behind a vehicle on the road and we could see a bumper sticker on their car and we could prejudge the person driving that car based on the bumper sticker that's on that car. You know, sometimes if my if I have my car in for an oil change or something like that and I have to get somewhere and one of my kids is home, I'll borrow one of their cars and they have all sorts of crazy stickers on their car because they're just expressing themselves. And my oldest daughter who identifies as being gay, I think on on her car, I don't know if it's still on there or not, but on her car it says caution gay driver. <laughs> and so I'm driving there here's this white straight guy driving my daughter's car with a sticker on the back that says caution gay driver and I always kind of giggle when I see like the interesting looks that people give me when they're driving by me in that car because people are likely prejudging me based on just a stupid bumper sticker that's on my car (laughs) and I know we can laugh about it but there's some real truth to that as well we could judge somebody based on a t-shirt they might be wearing you know sometimes uh, I spend a lot of time on airplanes and if you're on a flight that's more than a couple hours you're you're usually on a plane that has you know tv screens on it and now most of those tv screens you can actually watch live tv and i'm not gonna lie that when i see somebody maybe they're a couple rows in front of me and i see them put on fox news i automatically i make a judgment call against that person just because of my thoughts about fox news <laughs> and we could do that like this is this is so detailed and so minute but the point being if we're prejudging people before we ever get a chance to talk to them or maybe we'll never talk to them but if we're going around this world prejudging people based on what we think we're experiencing with them, that creates a problem in the foundation of our desire to chase goodness in this world. Now, going to Jesus, one of the greatest things about Jesus in my perspective is that he didn't go around trying to gather people. People did gather around him for sure, But that was not his intention. He didn't go around trying to gather people. What he did is he would just walk through life, quite literally. He would walk through life, and as a need would come to him, he would address that person and he would address that need. And that's such a great way to just think about how to be be a good human in this world is how do we just move through the world and as people and situations and experiences come to us, you know, are we, are we at a place where we're willing to address that person no matter what? Because think of the types of people that ended up coming in front of Jesus. There were people who were diseased. There were people who were of different political backgrounds, of different religious backgrounds. And that, no matter who those people were or who that person was in that moment, Jesus would take the time to listen to them, to talk with them, and to address their need. This is where the prejudice problem comes in. I mean, I remember I was at this, I was at this event. This was, I think, just last year. And it was an event, and and because of the nature of the gathering, there were a lot of people that were definitely, from a political standpoint, definitely on the 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 liberal side of the spectrum. And after I came away from that event, after hearing some of the overt 
political statements that were made during that event. And it was a smaller group of people. I remember thinking, okay, this is a group of people that I genuinely believe want to do good in this world. And I knew a lot of the people that were there. But what would have happened if somebody would have shown up with a, a Trump hat on? Like, how would they have responded to that person? It just kind of made me think, how would I have responded to that person in that situation? What would my prejudice have been toward that person? And so a great exercise to do in regard to this is just in your own time. I'm a person that likes to journal. So if you're a journaler, maybe take some time in the morning or whatever you do your journaling. Just take, or if you don't journal, who cares? Just take some time, grab a piece of paper and start writing down who are the people the types of people, what are the, what are the ways that you display prejudice in this world? When you see X, it makes you think a certain way about that person. Speaking of airplanes, I was getting on a plane once and I have, um, I'm a Thrivent member, Thrivent Financial. It's an organization, it's just who I have my life insurance through. And it's a Christian organization, at least at the core. And so I had my, my Thrivent Financial shirt on because let me tell you, Thrivent Financial shirts are like the softest t-shirts in the world. And so I always like to be comfortable when I'm traveling. And so I had my comfy t-shirt on. And this guy literally grabs me as I'm walking by him. He's in first class. I'm heading back to my normal business class seat. <laughs> he grabs me and he pulls me over and he's like, I see you. We're, you there's, you've got friends on this plane. <laughs> it's the weirdest, the weirdest 10 second engagement with a human I think I've ever had. It's, it's, I didn't even know what he said. Like, are you saying like, if something goes down on this plane, like we got each other's back? I don't, I don't know. But he made a, a weird judgment about me based on a shirt that represented my life insurance. <laughs> In this case, he was making a judgment call that I, I guess on some level was good for me, but Again, we do this in such fascinating ways. We do this in such interesting ways. So what I would challenge you to do, and I'll do this with you, okay? What I challenge all of us to do is take some time and just start writing down what are some types of people. You can get as specific as you want. You can write down people's names if you need to. But other than that, like what are some things that when you see it, it causes you to prejudge other people? I mean, for some of you crazy sports fans out there, you see somebody with like the opposing jersey on and it makes you prejudge that person. <laughs> it can be all sorts of things, but it can also be on a larger level as well. But it's so important for us to identify where are our potential problem areas. Whereas if we see something or experience something from an individual, we automatically make a judgment call toward that person without even saying a word to them, without having any sort of conversation with them. And if you're like me, you're going to be discouraged because you're going to sit down and you're going to write this list and it's going to be way longer than you wish it was going to be. And don't be discouraged by that because I truly believe we're all in the same boat. We go through this world judging people based on a lot of stupid things that we don't need to judge people about. But step one of overcoming our prejudice toward other people is simply acknowledging that we are prejudiced towards those people or those situations that we might find ourselves in. 
Anytime we're trying to deal with something and trying to, to become a better human, the first thing that we have to do is admit we have a problem. That's, you know, uh, anybody who is a recovering alcoholic will tell you that the step one to them overcoming that addiction was identifying that they actually had that addiction. And that's true of anything in life. And so in this specific situation, think about your own life. Think about how you grew up, the influences that you've had in your life, the stances that you have in life right now, and then make a list of the types of things that cause you to be prejudiced toward other people. It's one thing then to identify what your prejudice are it's a whole nother thing to do something about it. Again, we could go back to somebody who struggles with addiction. It's one thing to identify that you struggle with it, and then it's a whole nother thing to actually do the steps to overcome whatever that thing is that you're struggling with. You could take this in the context of relationships. It's one thing to identify that issue that you keep having over and over and over with your teenage child. It's a whole nother thing of figuring out and actually doing the hard work to to what is it to, to come to terms with that or to have a great relationship in spite of that hardship that might be going on in your household. So with prejudice, with prejudging other people, it's one thing to identify the things that make you prejudge others. It's a whole nother thing to do something about it. Okay. This could be a bit of a lifelong <laughs> project. It, it not only could it be, it probably will be if you take this seriously. I want you maybe look look at your list, okay? Look at that list that you just created or, or later on because you probably didn't stop the podcast to do the list. But after you take the time to create that list, I want you to go through that list and maybe number them. Name, number them like one through 10 or in my case, like one through 500. <laughs> Because if I'm really honest, honest with myself, there's a lot of things that cause me to prejudge other people. Now, on that list, you'll probably recognize there's one, two, or three things that really, like they really challenge you because when you see them, like you make a really hard judgment call about that person. Maybe it's something that identifies that a person is a different political affiliation than you are. Maybe it's something that identifies that somebody thinks about faith differently than you do. Let me give you an example. Maybe you see somebody wearing a t-shirt or somebody with a bumper sticker on their car that represents a very conservative um, Christian radio station and you're more progressive in your faith views. And so maybe just that, like you just go, Oh, like it just drives you nuts because of what you think that means. It could be a, a lot of different things, right? But you know what those few things are for you that when you see them, not only do you prejudge that person, but you do it hard. Like you prejudge them in pretty serious ways. <laughs> Those judgment calls maybe even get a little bit dark if you're honest with yourself. So identify the, the top few. And then what I want you to do is I want you to just kind of peruse your contacts, peruse the people that are in your life and think about people that that specific thing may identify them. Maybe for you, it's a friend. Maybe for you, it's a family member. Maybe for you, it's somebody you work with. But think about somebody, and the closer the person is to you, the better for what I'm going to ask you to do. The closer the person, the better. 
Uh, I know like a, an obvious situation, right, is if we take politics within the context of most of our families, I'm pretty sure all of us have people in our family that lean one way politically and all of us have people in our family that lean another way politically. Same if we're de dealing with religion and faith and things like that. And so take whichever one of those really, really challenges you the most. And then I want you to put that thing on somebody that you know. So again, if, if for you, you struggle with people that are really conservative politically, who in your, again, how close can you get this? Who's a person that's somewhat close to you that represents that thing? And then you know where I'm going, right? You know where I'm going. What I want you to do is I want you to create proximity. Ever since I started doing this podcast, there's been a lot of people who have had all sorts of opinions about me. I have heard so many names and things and opinions that have been said about me. It's just crazy. And, and things that I don't, I don't claim as like, yeah, those things are true. But people assumed a lot of things. Pre people prejudged me in super intense ways when I started talking about faith in different ways. Here's the thing. I can count for sure on one hand, maybe on a couple fingers, the number of people that actually said those things to me personally. There's been very, very few people who have given me a phone call, who have invited me out to coffee or for a drink to talk about these things. And if those people, and so almost all the time I hear about these things secondhand, somebody tells me what somebody else said about me <laughs> or something on social media or something like that, right? Where proximity is not close. But as soon as we create a close proximity, everything changes because no longer is it just about the issue, it's about the person. So I can be prejudiced all day long about the conservative evangelical Christian, but if I'm sitting across from somebody that I have a high level of respect and care for, and I know that they identify as that, it changes the conversation so much because suddenly we're having a personal dialogue and we're talking to somebody we care about and we're trying to understand it on a whole different level. And let me tell you, specifically in the political arena, and don't get me wrong, I still struggle with this a great deal. Specifically in the political arena and specifically in the conservative Christian arena, I still struggle a great deal. And I have to work really hard not to prejudge people that I think are in that space. But it has absolutely been a game changer when I've had meaningful, calm, beautiful conversations with people that I care about who stand on the other side of something than I do. And I wouldn't say that any of those conversations have changed the way I think about the issues, but it's definitely changed my approach. I bet even if you listen back to some of my previous podcasts, like go back and listen two years ago to episodes from this podcast, you'll hear a different tone about the way that I delivered things back then than I do today. Because in those couple of years, I've had a lot of these conversations and they've been so meaningful because suddenly, and I shared this a while back in a podcast, suddenly I'm not thinking about an issue or a label. I'm thinking about a human being. And a good challenge is, you know, have that conversation and open that dialogue in a loving, uh, you know, healthy way. And then every time that you're challenged or that you're tempted to prejudge somebody based on some bumper sticker, t-shirt, something they say, whatever, 
anytime that you're tempted to judge that person, keep in mind the person that's close to you who holds those similar beliefs. And remember that we're dealing with a human being here, not an issue, not somebody who's really, really against you, not somebody who wants bad for you, just somebody who thinks differently than you. And we live in a world where we can think however we want, right? That's that's just the, the freedom of being a human being is we have just the freedom to think and believe how we want. And so that doesn't make somebody a bad human being, okay? So again, your first challenge is to write down all the things that make you prejudice against other people. The second thing is to identify somebody who identifies as one of those things that you're prejudiced against and invite them out to coffee. Do the thing that you would want them to do for you. You wouldn't want somebody based on your faith beliefs or whatever. You wouldn't want somebody from afar to cast a judgment or to call you something or to keep their distance from you. One of the biggest frustrations that I have had in my progression of faith beliefs is there's been a lot of people who've just chosen to distance themselves from me. And that, if you want to know what hurts, that hurts. You call me names if you want, and that hurts, but not as bad as it hurts when somebody relationally distances themselves from you. So if you wouldn't want somebody to do that to you, then let's not do that to the other person. Let's grab that person, bring them in close, and just have a conversation so that suddenly this is an issue of humanity and goodness and not an issue of right, left, conservative Christian, progressive Christian, Mormon Buddhist, whatever, whatever that is, let's not make it about just the issue, pro-life, pro-choice. Let's make it about the person. It's an absolute game changer. All right. I hope a bunch of you didn't turn this off yet because you're like, there's no way in hell I'm doing that. I hope you actually take this. I'm telling you this. We're talking about foundational work here. I'm telling you, if you do these things, it's going to make you a better human and it's going to allow you to do more goodness in this world. This is a no brainer. Let's do this foundational work so we can actually do some incredible good in this world. But I've got one more step for you. Okay. And this, this, this one, you, you may even want to disagree with me on the, you may want to disagree with me about this entire podcast, but this issue is one that I think is taking it to the next level in a big way. There's been some studies that have been done that have proven that just getting people with opposing viewpoints in the same room together doesn't change much of anything. All of us are, well, I won't say all of us, most of us are capable of being cordial right? If we're in a setting where it's a social setting or if we're out to coffee with somebody, there's very few of us. There's some of us who are not like this, but most of us are able to be kind and cordial in those scenarios. But that doesn't really change much of anything other than, like I said, it does help create that humanity piece. And that's really a game changer, as I mentioned. But from a large scale picture, the change doesn't truly come unless you actually do meaningful work that creates good in this world together. <laughs> so what I'm challenging you to do is after you have that conversation with that person that you know stands on a different side of whatever that thing is that you tend to be prejudiced about, after that conversation, start thinking about ways that you can engage with that person in good work going on in this world. Take, for example, say, say there's a, a something 
tragic or really hard that happens in your community. I can think about two or three years ago in my community, there's a tornado that wiped out some houses and really affected a lot of people. And it was this beautiful thing because people from all surrounding communities for the next couple of weeks just got together to do the hard but meaningful and helpful work of just cleaning stuff up, just moving the brush, just just doing that that first initial work that you have to do to make steps forward for those people that lost so much in that tornado that came through. All right, those things happen all the time in our communities and there's constantly opportunities to come together with people in your community to do good things. Keep your eye open. Again, you already have a relationship with that person you had coffee with. This is somebody that's already close to you. Next time you see an opportunity to do some good work together, don't just reach out to the people in your circle who you think alike. Reach out to those people that you know that you don't think alike in some of these specific areas where you like to prejudge others and invite them into doing some good work on this earth together. And I don't know about you, But when I'm in the midst of doing good work, I don't care what your political stance is. I don't care what you think about God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. None of that matters to me at all. Like it's not even on my mind. I don't care if you go to church, if you don't go to church. I don't care about any of that stuff. All I care about is working with you to do this thing that's needed to help these people in our community. That's all that matters. Years ago, I started, my wife and I and some friends of ours, we started a community in the, the downtown area of our, of our city where the most poverty and the most hardship is. And we started a nonprofit down there. There's so many beautiful stories that came from it. But the reason that I bring that up is simply this. We acted as this hub for people of all different backgrounds just to come down and to be a part of what we're doing. Not to come down and help the poor homeless people. No, none of that. Come down and just be a part of the great communal work that we had going on down there. And when we were in the midst of just coming together to love one another, coming together to serve, whether that was a food pantry or whether that was you know cleaning up the neighbor, whatever it was, like nobody cared that Sally was from the Baptist church and that Jeff was an atheist. Like nobody cared. Nobody cared if the people that we were serving that day, if they even cared or believed in God or if they had a felony on their record. Nobody cared, right? Because we just came together and we had people from Pentecostal backgrounds. We had people from mainline churches coming down. We had people from, you know, Boy Scout troops coming. Like we had all sorts of people from all sorts of backgrounds, young and old, had all sorts of faith back, like political differences. Like nobody cared. Nobody asked those questions. Nobody cared. When we were together serving, it was just this beautiful time where we were just together, shoulder to shoulder, making a difference in this world. And so the reason that that is so important is because if you take this to that step, now what you're doing is you're creating this common bond. You're creating this common experience that you have together that I think supersedes and goes above and beyond any of your philosophical, political, religious differences that you may have. 
And when we create that common ground that's built around serving, that's when true relational beauty can come. And that's where we build this incredible foundation to do some of the important work that this world needs. We have such dark things going on in our world now, and, and they need all of us to address them. And they need all of us to come forward with solutions. And if we, if we just isolate really small groups of people and say, well, those are the people that are going to bring about change in our world, like we are missing out on an opportunity to really do good in this world. And so creating that common bond, that commonality by serving together is, again, it's another game changer. But not only is it a game changer, it's a life changer. And it's very hard to be prejudiced toward a person who you've served with in meaningful and beautiful ways. Jesus, the first thing that he did in his kind of the beginning of his adult ministry, I guess we'll call it, is he just like gathered a bunch of really random people together. They were people who, had, who came from all sorts of different backgrounds and had all sorts of different political and religious beliefs. And he brought them together simply to show them how to do good for people, again, who had all sorts of different backgrounds, all sorts of different religious affiliations. His whole life was centered around doing good. And when he did good, he <laughs> it almost seemed like he was intentional of making sure that the group of people around him were all sorts of different. All sorts of different ideologies and different in every way, different you know, men, women, uh, leaders, wealthy, poor, you know, just every different kind of person you could think about was around Jesus. And so then how can we create that same sort of environment in our own world? Well, I think we have a good idea, right? Number one, we're just going to write down things that we're prejudiced against, things that cause us to be prejudiced toward other people. We're going to make a running list. <laughs> and then number two, we're going to figure out, okay, who in our circle identifies as that thing I'm prejudiced against? And we're going to have a conversation. We're going to make this human. We're going to create some human-to-human -human interaction here, and it's going to be beautiful, and it's going to be awesome. And then we're going to take it one step further, and this is a step that's the difference maker. We're going to look for opportunities to serve with that person or with those people. And don't just do this as, don't just do this as an exercise. Try to create this as just a part of your life. Let this be a normal part of your life of identifying who you're prejudiced against, making sure you create proximity, close proximity, get close to those people that you're prejudiced against, not to speak ill against them or not to be upset with them, but to have meaningful conversations and then constantly be looking for opportunities to serve with all sorts of different people. I think, I think this will work. I think this will be helpful, creating that great foundation. All right, I'd be anxious to hear about what you think about my ramblings. Please feel free to add to or recommend that I take away from anything that I said. You can find me on social media. Uh, best place to find me is Instagram or Facebook. Just look up Matt Kinzera on Facebook. You can also look up Chasing Goodness. And of course, you can always support this podcast simply by subscribing to it. Give it a five-star rating and write a review. And as always, let's keep doing the important work of chasing goodness together.